Hey up guys, I'm Mason, the blind wrestling fan, and this is Wrestling in the Dark, where it's time to say Happy New Year wrestling fans! After last night's New Year's festivities, hopefully you're not too hungover. But with 2020 finally dead and buried, and a whole new year ahead of us, what better time to take a look at the top 5 things WWE should do in 2021. Number 5. Wade Barrett versus William Regal. Don't worry guys, I'm not going crazy and I'm also not incredibly stupid. I realise that this match wouldn't happen in the ring, but Barrett and Regal are both so great that I love the idea of them having a storyline together. In fact, what I actually would like is for them to have a power struggle over the control of NXT. Allow me to fantasy book for a moment. Wade Barrett gets out from behind the commentary desk and he says that he loves NXT, in fact he loves it so much that he wants it as his own. He brings in some guys that he personally thinks are the future, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. He has them beat down Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and tells Pete Dunne to join them. Pete thinks about it momentarily and then he beats down Pat McAfee and joins his British Strong Style teammates. They run riot through NXT for a few months, causing mayhem, and this all leads to Team Barrett versus Team Regal at TakeOver War Games, the winner of which gains control of NXT. But Mason, who would Team Regal be? I hear you ask. Well, that's a good question. In my opinion, the best choice would be Champer, Gargano, Cole and Bala, the four greatest NXT champions of all time. Of course, those four would have a pretty hard time working together. Bala is somewhat of a lone wolf, Gargano would still be a snivelling, cheating little heel, and Champa and Cole are his two greatest rivals in NXT. But therein lies the drama. Would their love for the NXT brand and the respect for William Regal bind them together and guide them to victory, or would they fail and cost Regal his spot? as the NXT general manager. Meanwhile, someone like Timothy Thatcher could get some great heat turning his back on the black and gold brand and joining Team Barrett. From there, I'm not sure what I would want to happen. I think that you could get some great drama either way. Let me know in the comments section, would you be Team Barrett or Team Regal? Number 4. Big E goes undefeated. This one is short and sweet. Having just captured the Intercontinental Championship from Sami Zayn, I'd love to see Big E go undefeated for a large portion of 2021. I want to see Big E versus Roman Reigns, but right now I don't feel like it's a particularly believable match. We've seen how quickly they can turn things around with someone like Kevin Owens, but I feel like if Big E just runs through challenger after challenger until at least SummerSlam time, when it comes to facing Roman for the Universal Championship, there'll be some weight to it, some drama, an element of believability that he could actually stand a chance against Roman, and it'll give it this special big fight feel and really help turn Big E into a single superstar. Number 3 switch up the commentary teams. It's no secret that I'm a massive Nigel McGuinness fan and I'd love to see him get some time to shine on the main roster replacing Corey Graves alongside Michael Cole on the Smackdown commentary team. We know how good Cole and McGuinness can be together 
during the inaugural United Kingdom Championship tournament, they did some absolutely fantastic work. And most people seem to agree that Cole was better than he's been in years and hasn't been as good as that ever since. So I'd love to see them renew that dynamic. As much as I'd like to see them be a two-man booth, the last thing that we need for everybody's sanity is Graves and Saxton to be back together on Raw. So Byron should either move away from commentary altogether and try to fill the Renee Young-sized hole as an interviewer with personality, or he could join Cole and McGuinness as their third man. He doesn't really need to say much, and even if he did, I feel like he'd have a pretty good chemistry with McGuinness. Now at first glance, it might seem like Phillips, Graves and Samoa Joe is a little bit of a mismatched team, but Tom and Corey are used to working together and they could easily fall back into their old dynamic. I genuinely feel like they'd make each other better. Phillips could focus on his play-by-play -play and Greaves could fill in the gaps that Phillips misses while occupying that hard heel role and allowing Samoa Joe to be a badass babyface announcer that really bigs up the good guys and makes them seem like legit threats and have some really good back and forth with Corey. Given a few months, I actually feel like those three could end up being a solid announced team for Raw. Number two, more focus on the women's division, including Evolution 2. Honestly, this next segment is squarely aimed at the main roster, because NXT did a fantastic job of focusing on their women's division in 2020. They built everyone up made them all feel special, and anyone on that roster could legit be a number one contender and challenge for that NXT Women's Championship at any time. Even on SmackDown they did a decent job, giving Sasha and Bailey a long, drawn-out feud that culminated in Hell in a Cell and capped off a storyline that they've been building to for years, whilst people like Carmella, Bianca Belair and even Natalia got some serious time to shine in the last few months. Meanwhile, on Raw, Mandy Rose, who had that great storyline with Otis in the first half of the year, ended up in a tag team with Dana Brooke, and they've done nothing. Mia Yim, who was great in NXT, ended up in Retribution, and has done nothing. And the two greatest NXT Women's Champions of all time, Shayna Baszler and Asuka, ended up in a tag team title storyline that focused on Lana, and then switched to focus on Charlotte. You'd be forgiven but completely forgetting that Asuka was the Raw Women's Champion because she hasn't had a decent feud in so long. At this point, it's been over two years since the original Evolution pay-per-view and it's just time to do it again. It's not that hard. If you treat it like a takeover and build five solid matches, it could be a great show. You can have a women's tag title match, a grudge feud between two women that have had problems all year with some sort of stipulation like a ladder or a cage match. Have the Mae Young Classic with qualifiers on all four brands that climaxes with the semi-finals and the finals at Evolution, giving the winner that crowning moment where they get to choose who they're going after. And the main event can be a blockbuster, fatal four-way match between all four of the brand's champions. At this point, that would be Asuka, Sasha, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, and who wouldn't want to see that match? I understand that they can't just arbitrarily make the shows 50-50 between the men and the women. I understand why people don't want an hour-long women's exclusive show. Even though I don't personally agree, I understand why people don't want to see intergender. But they've got so many 
talented women in WWE across all four of the brands and more needs to be done to showcase and celebrate them and evolution can be just that. Number one, Kyle O'Reilly wins the NXT Championship. Now this one is a pretty simple one that hopefully could be happening pretty soon. O'Reilly is set to face Finn Balor for the NXT Championship on NXT's New Year's Evil show, which takes place on January the 6th. After O'Reilly's incredible performance during the main event of TakeOver 31, as well as capturing victory for the Undisputed Era during TakeOver WarGames despite entering the match first, and his great number one contenders match against Pete Dunne, I honestly believe that O'Reilly has done what it takes to prove that he can be the guy in NXT. With his never-say-die attitude and his technical striking ability, he could have some crazy good matches defending that championship against the likes of Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis and anyone else that they want to throw his way. He could easily take that championship all the way through the year before dropping it to whoever they're building up as NXT's next big monster heel. I asked Twitter for suggestions on what they thought WWE should do in 2021 and I'd like to give a big shout out to the Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast who's contributed to this podcast before. They sent their suggestion in via Twitter saying that they think that WWE should do intergender matches. At least dip the toe in, set the precedent for when it will be accepted. You've got so much talent sitting in catering, use them for something, even if it's only a one hour network special. Well, I couldn't agree more with you. I have said many times that I'd love to see intergender wrestling, but as much as I hate to piss on both of our parades, it's not going to happen, mate. I just can't see WWE doing this anytime soon. It's unfortunate. I really do think it's a shame, but I just can't see them doing it. Well, those were my top five things I'd like to see WWE do in 2021, but if you want to let me know what you think they should do, then you've got options. You can drop your thoughts in the comments section, find, follow, and get in touch via Twitter at Mason underscore WITD, or you can email wrestling in the dark at gmail.com. For now, that's all we've got time for. I hope that you're doing well. Happy New Year once again. But for now, I'm off, and you should have a good one.